Welcome to Quality Perks, the podcast that not only delves into the intricacies of contact center quality management, but also uncovers the personal stories of industry leaders. Brought to you by BPA Quality, your trusted partner in enhancing customer experiences. And good morning. Welcome to Quality Perks. We have Ellie Neal with us and, of course, Neil Eggers. And I'm going to hand off to Neil so that he can do some introductions. And uh, we'll start our conversation. Thank you, Karen. I've got the clipboard, for the coach's clipboard for this one, because I know we've both been looking forward to having Ellie on for, for months now. Uh, so, Ellie, welcome to Quality Perks. So I've got the clipboard here. I'm going to go through this. So Ellie Neal is a UK-based data scientist at BPA Quality here at BPA Quality, uh, where she applies advanced data science methods to extract valuable insights from client data. She's currently enrolled in a level seven apprenticeship in AI and data science, and you specialize in generative AI application and using tools like Streamlit and DataButton. And hot off the press this morning, She's been awarded the We Are Tech Women Award. So hot off the press, hundreds, if not thousands of applicants being judged for this. And our own Ellie Neal has won that award. So a big round of applause for Ellie Neal for being awarded that uh, prestigious award this morning. So Ellie, thank you for being here. Uh, I know you probably have a lot of things going on this morning after uh, that announcement. So we appreciate it. Um, As you know, our first step is to talk about coffee, right? So we've gone from generative AI all the way down to villain coffee. That's what I have today. Shout out to local satellite beach villain coffee in the Eggers family mug. Karen, what do you have today? I have my rainforest um, typical one. I had a new one to share today, but I could not find my ground coffee for my uh, uh, filter for my Keurig. So, but I do have my special mermaid mug <laughs> because we're talking about mermaids today and you'll find out why. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Ellie, what do you have today? Well, I've got a neighborhood blend coffee in my mum mug. Uh, it's got dark chocolate in there. So I kind of melt it down and put it mocha it's quite nice i'm still testing the amount of mocha, uh, chocolate to put in so um but yeah it's quite nice that's why uh, I a twist a twist on the just regular now it's that's chocolate in the coffee creamer additional sugar anything just the chocolate in the coffee chocolate coffee a bit of milk and um i put a sweetener in there as well just to give it a little bit of lift but it just it smells beautiful like you can smell just the coffee and the dark chocolate it's just lovely yeah wow that is a new one of all of our episodes, Karen. I don't think we've heard additives of, you know, like chocolate or peanut butter or anything like that into coffee. So Ooh, love butter. learning something new, mm-hmm. which I, I'm sure we'll, we'll all learn something new today. So Ellie, talk to us a little bit 
about generative AI and its applications, not only to what we do here at BPA, but also in the greater contact center world. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, first of all, I say thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. And um, it's good to start with maybe a 10,000 10, foot view of generative AI just to start with. Um, you know, it's part of the AI family. Um, the generative AI is essentially um, a, a piece of that which enables you to generate either new text, new images, um, code, and also video. Uh, but the specific applications I'll talk about today is um, text and also we'll dig into code a little bit. Um, but really what, it's, what it enables us to do is to be able to um, kind of work with technology in a way using just language. Um, for example, prior to this, we would be using search engines where you would type in a question and it would extract keywords from that in order to find your content and bring you back a website, not necessarily an answer. But now what we're seeing is um, with this new technology is it's able to provide you with a nice answer that like you're actually like you're speaking to someone. Um, so instead of digging through all that information to find what you want, it's just so efficient at giving you that really nice um, reply as if you're talking to someone. And um, the other ways I like to think of it as well is it's a bit like a translator. So let's imagine that you um, you as a data scientist, for example, I generate lots of insights about data and I'll use a lot of jargon, maybe, you know, things that I can understand when I read it. Like uh, if I'm looking at the relationships between variables, I might mention Pearson correlation has a correlation of this number and um, a p-value of that. But if someone's reading that, it requires me to actually translate that into something that makes sense, makes business sense. Mm -hmm. But I feel you like you're talking to... directly to me right now, like that. you're looking right <laughs> Well, it will break down that language barrier. So that means that you and I okay. now work more closely together and it will be a lot quicker for me and a lot, lot less painful for you, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. um, so if you take, you've got two columns you're looking at. One of them is a data set containing was the issue resolved and you're correlating it against customer satisfaction. I can just generate a nice summary of my, in my jargon and ask generative AI to turn that into something that you would like to see it like. Um, so the relationship has shown a significant um, a significant uh, relationship between issue resolution and satisfaction, but making that a bit better, like as satisfaction increases, uh, sorry, as issue resolution increases, so does satisfaction. Like that one statement is mm -hmm. what you can do just from that jargon um, information. So yeah, th there's many applications and I think that's what's so amazing about this, this uh, technology is it can actually be applied to many domains. And of, of course, we're focusing on contact center applications and use, use cases, but the domain is incredible. Like you can apply it to all parts of your life. And um, I think one of the amazing things is that it's now more accessible for knowledge workers. So we would see AI being used in you know, manufacturing industries where it's able to um, you know, apply logic in order to automate some steps. We're actually now seeing this AI come into our space where you've got people that are specialised in certain skills and have certain amount of knowledge. And it's up to those individuals to then, um, you know, relay that back to people. But it's actually able to apply efficiencies in knowledge roles as well. So that could be through automating tasks right through to augmenting tasks as well. And um, yeah, it's a super exciting time. And uh, yeah, how, just... how have you? 
how have you seen those examples intertwine into you know quality monitoring or, or coaching or training how have how has ai impacted those environments um i think at the moment it's very early stages uh, so the technology is, is being released and there are some things holding back the implementation of this technology um but it's not stopping it so what we're seeing is very early cases of if we were to focus in on coaching for example let's say that we've got, um, you know, as BPA quality, we capture all the information that have, you know, listen to the interaction and capturing data points on certain behaviors um, about an agent. So in usual terms, what would happen is, of course, a supervisor would then have a one-to-one -one with their agent and talk through the findings, what they could do to improve. Um, and that can be very time consuming. And sometimes it might not happen because of that barrier of being having to Firstly, take that moment out and evaluate the data and look at the, the insights that are being derived and then formulate a plan. So let's put our translator in there. And now what we have is all of this data that's being captured. Um, it's taken into the generative AI model and then you can design it so it outputs a nice coaching summary for the supervisor to have that conversation. They can now spend more time with their advisor and actually focus on action rather than um mm. not really it's it's hard to find the pattern sometimes it's hard to find the cause um but what it does is it opens it up for us and enables us to have it translated quickly so we can work with um with people so how do you go about designing something like that how do you know what's what's the element from getting it from this idea of you know mm. i wonder if, if if ai can help me with this and then actually going through a process in order to you know have an outcome that's that's actionable or, or usable that'll make impact to the end user yeah it's a great question and, and i would say um first off let's imagine this time last year i had no idea what generative i was or i just entered into it and i just realized what it is um i've kind of maybe played on the with a model i can see its outputs but i don't know at this stage because it's very new to me what it's capable of but what happened is as, as the year went on, as I saw more and more applications, I would actually use the products, I would build things myself and I would explore. That's when I started um, to connect the dots. So in answer to your question, I, I believe to be able to understand where you can apply these, um, these language models, it's good to first understand what they're capable of. And if anyone, a very first step is, for example, just get onto ChatGPT, just have a chat, see, just have that first interaction. Um, and then from then, once you get that good understanding, you can reach out to other websites. For example, um, there's a website called, there's an AI for that. I love it, it's great. It's You can explore lots of use cases, products that people have developed across thousands of different tasks, thousands of different jobs. Um, it's incredibly insightful in that part. Um, so, so let's imagine now you've got your, you've connected your dots, you understand what's possible and you've seen use cases. So now when you go to approach your problem, let's say that we're looking at improving um, the delivery of training, for example, uh, or the, the creation of training material. You might now know that it's possible to uh, use a tool in order to provide it with your content, how you want it to be structured, but you're not having to write it. You're giving it mm. guidance about how you want it to be. And then that content can be generated for you. 
not necessarily as an end product because it's augmenting that task. It's not it's not automating it completely, but it's giving you that co-pilot to help you along the way. Um, so I think, yeah, as I say, to answer your question, it's first connecting those dots and being aware of what's possible. Um, having conversations, you know, pre presentations like this, being able to see what's possible and what's out there um, and just educating really on what you can do. And it's quite exciting. There's so many cool things out there you can explore. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so have you created any models uh, on your own uh, that you've used to, to to crunch big data and then deliver results, actionable results or or guide people on their way to to reaching the outcomes? Um, yes. Yeah, so so from if I think about the data science problem that I had, like, for example, I've, I've got a ton of data, you know, and we're analyzing it. And it's, it's a fun job being able to go through and mine the data and find those relationships. But it takes a long time. And therefore, you can only do so much. You might not be able to bring everything out. So add a co-pilot, a translator in there. I can automate the task, so the, the data cleaning, um, automate the relationship analysis, um, and then from then I've got outputs from the language model at each stage. So I've taken those pieces of information that needs translating and I'm creating like a corpus, a knowledge base of all those text mm -hmm. that um, tell me about the data and they tell me, they give me the insight. And therefore I'm, I'm skipping all of those steps, which means that I can focus now on the really valuable part, which is extracting the insights and telling the story about the data, you know, and, and mm -hmm. having analysis and things like that so it, that's essentially an example of how it applies to my role but you can apply that in any type of role if you think about those early stages anywhere where you can automate or augment it means you've got more time on the end you've got more time to bring out value in what you do and really put your own personal stamp and creativity on on what you're doing yeah and i think, and I think you sorry I was just going to say, I think for me, you hit on an important part and there's a, that's that actionable outcomes. That's the recommendations. That's, you know, telling your end user, your customer or, you know, whoever that may be something about their business that they didn't know yesterday and having the time to analyze the data. Like sometimes I feel like we're in data overload, right? Everybody's got data. There's massive amounts of information. The difference is the team that you have to mine that data for the valuable insights that are going to move your business forward. So, you know, shortening the time that you get from ingestion of data to recommendations and spending the time that you do have instead of crunching it, mm -hmm. analyzing it is critically important. Absolutely. Because that's, that's the end. That's where the value is. Like you say, like that's what you're doing it for. Um, yes. It's a fun process prior, but if, if you can actually, I think one, one of the things I really am focusing on with this is I have a vision where anyone in the business can kind of can have data science in their hands. We're enabling them to upload a file, for example, and it'll be able to run all these processes. You know, it's designed carefully and created carefully by, by a data scientist um, and it guides them on the way. But it then enables them, it translates it for them, which means that anyone in the business can actually do this. It's not, oh, I need to send it over there to get that done by them. They don't know mm. much about the business, but, you know, so I lose value along the way, maybe. Um, but the vision is upload, augment, and then there's your insight. 
that's and it's not far away it's not just me kind of developing those things this is something that's being done across the board um it's being able to break things down and make it more accessible to everyone which is fun so so karen mentioned the mermaid uh mm. at the beginning how does that all tie together and okay tell us a little bit about the mermaid yes sure okay so um the mermaid is essentially it's an app that i built for because I, I have adhd and i i find it very difficult some of the challenges i have um they they kind of help me from being able to do things and it's that whole process of how can i make this bit here go away how can i make this less challenging um so i created an app that kind of breaks down large pieces of information um condenses it and then it provides me with a nice visual to show me what's in there so it's taken that cognitive side out which is a barrier for me to go i can't read this it's too much or i read and i then go off onto rabbit holes looking at other things that mm. i shouldn't be doing <laughs> so um but yeah i've got an example here we can go through a demo um, so if you're able to share that for me, Karen, that's lovely. Thank you. Um, okay, so what you're seeing here is an app that I built on um, DataButton. It's DataButton is a an application that enables you to build your own um, well, apps like this, for example, for example. And it's actually integrated with uh, AI. So when you're building your apps, you can actually ask questions um, or ask it to do things for you in natural language, and it will help you build your app out. So an example of being able to break down those barriers for other people. Uh, but with this example, what we're going to do is um, it's got a quick start, guys. So this is accessible for everybody. It's free to use. Um, you can use your own URLs, but I've got one here as an example to show you. So we just paste the URL. And what, what's happening in the background is it's scraping the website that I've just pasted in. Um, it's reading through all the content. It's then processing that and sending it to a generative um, a Kohi AI generative uh, summary. So this is a, a language model endpoint that takes thousands of tokens and it will reduce it down and summarize it for us. Um, just, these are technical issues, sorry. I've, uh, sometimes the code generates and it cuts off at the end, um, but we will be able to run it again and we'll have no problems. So what you can see with the summary is it's telling us about the article. So this is an article about Prince Harry and Meghan. Um, they were involved in a near car chase, um, but it's, it's quite a long article. But when I actually break it down here, you can see it's um, identified the core reason for the article. And I've prompted it to then say, okay, what are the key areas of the article? Like break that down. So each node is a key area. You've got things like the, the passenger's response, um, what happened in the incident. And then as you go out, you can then see more information about that node. So it's just organizing this information for me mm -hmm. so I can get a really good high level insight into what this article is showing. Um, and I have recently done a um, an enhancement to this, which is it's a pre uh, sneak preview here. Actually, I've not, not released it yet, but you'll be able to put in a URL for a YouTube video and um, it will do the same process, like it will take the transcript. So you can put large uh, videos in there up to an hour. Um, it will summarize what's in that video and what it's about. And then it will do a, a mind map visual for you as well. So, and, and this is something that I've got an article for. You can see um, the article here uh, where you can actually learn. It's a medium 
there we go you'll actually be able to read my story about it and then be able to build this yourself it's got all the code in there um and say so the vision for this was to make it more accessible it, i'd love for anyone that's similar to me or in any organization to be able to go oh i can do that for my team or i can build this and integrate that as well into my application um because this is how we're going to make things more accessible for people is by sharing how we're creating this is how i've learned um by having openness and not necessarily closing things down so other people can't learn uh, so yeah that's something that i share a lot a lot of on my tutorials to help people to to be able to learn and understand how to do this themselves as well fantastic and, and i you know the the integration to the bpa world or the the quality monitoring coaching and training right where you've got um, you know, this type of interactive tool automated, right? So you've got the phone call that, you know, may go to text and then you're scraping, you know, thousands and millions of transcriptions of, of interactions. And then for one particular agent, you can generate the same type of visual that highlights opportunities and successes visually. So now, you know, to your point about shortening that time, from coaching and feedback, from evaluate, you know, from call to evaluation, to establishing, you know, behavioral trends and outcomes to feedback is now instantaneous Absolutely. if all that data is available. Yeah, and I, I think this is an example of um, like we we this this idea is not new. The idea of generating mind maps, of course, but it's time consuming. It's something that wouldn't have been put into production because it would take too much time. Um, therefore, people that have accessibility issues wouldn't be given that option unless someone mm -hmm. took the time to do it. But now that we can automate that, like it just opens up a new world for people, like people like myself who might struggle with um, taking on information and. And this is just one example of how we could do that for people. Um, when you look at the mind map website, they also have the, the um, syntax for flowcharts. So, for example, if you've got advisors that struggle with this, reading the steps in an article in the knowledge base, you can now present that in a different way for them. You can show them it in a flowchart with very clear steps. So, um, so yeah, the accessibility the ways it's going to open up accessibility is, is huge really fantastic awesome yep. and I, well I, Ali, thank you so much for your uh for your time sorry karen did i cut you off a little bit i was just going to say I'm that sorry. i i use um mermaid a lot uh i also use chat gpt it's an amazing tool to have um just to be able to generate information quickly and and get that information um that you can, like Ellie um, said earlier, is then you put your own little twist on it. You're, you personalize it. So it's definitely, it seems to be here to stay and it's ever evolving. Uh, as Ellie said, she didn't even know what it really was, what, last year. And I, I was kind of there too. And once I got in, I, I just became addicted. It's been amazing um, opportunity for, for me in, in sales and marketing um, and web design. Um, but it also, you know, for the contact center world as well. So I'm excited to see where it leads us. And I'm glad that you're part of the team. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Ellie, again, thank you for your time today. Congratulations on, uh, on winning your award today and uh, all the the accolades and and 
results that come with that. So appreciate you being uh, with us today, Karen, as always, thank you so much. And we'll look forward to seeing everyone on a future episode of BPA Quality Perks. Have a great day and thanks again. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.